0: Today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks, we're looking back at some of the best moments from the San Diego Goals this season. Join me on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We've not heard that song in a long time. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, your podcast covering the O.C.'s hockey team. And don't forget, you're going to get fresh content Monday through Friday, at least twice a week, up to three times a week during this period of non-hockey. We're still trying to stay safe at home, practicing social distancing. It has been now, what, six, seven weeks since hockey? It's been a while. Let's see, four weeks since the second, well, one, two, three, four, five, six, six weeks. It has been six weeks now since we've had hockey in Southern California, uh, before we get into it, don't forget that you can hear this podcast via Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, or ask your smart device to play Locked on Anaheim Ducks, and that should work. Now, yesterday, I went over some great moments from the Anaheim Ducks season. Today, since it is Thursday, I typically used to have Goals Thursday podcasts, because that was the way the scheduling worked. I usually had a Goals podcast every Thursday. Since there's no hockey, I mean, there's no goals to talk about, but it is a Thursday, so I figured why not look back at some great moments from the AHL season. And I'm going to start off with one of my favorite goals games, not just of the season, but of all time. And I'm talking about a game that took place uh, not that long ago in late January. Yeah, I'm talking about 80s night at Pachanga Arena. That was By far one of the best promotions in all of Major League Hockey. It was retweeted on the AHL site. It went slightly viral because those jerseys were, as the kids say, they were fire. It was lit. And what better way to look back on that night by talking to Sarah Avampado on this, I guess, another clip show. Yeah, it's another clip show. We're going to play this clip from about three months ago where I'm joined by Sarah Avampato from Locked On Kings and Locked On NHL. And we talked a little bit about the 80s threads, and I know it pains Sarah to say this, but got to give kudos to the goals and their amazing marketing. So here's part of that interview from three months ago talking about 80s night at Pachanga Arena. So the jerseys. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you give your thought on the jersey first, and then I'll talk. <laughs>
1: So the San Diego Gauls and I will I I said earlier this year on the show that my New Year's resolution is actually to tweet the things that I say during a show. Hey, I'm going to tweet a link out. So like, go look at the Twitter. I will tweet the link of the pictures out of these jerseys because they're so good. Um, You know, I I don't like having to say nice things about the Gauls. It kind of hurts me. But their jerseys for this 80s night thing that they did were just like the most amazing, like neon monstrosities that I have ever seen and (laughs) like I want them like they they're they're so good my favorite part is there's a Rubik's Cube patch on the shoulder which is like the greatest little like detail that they put on there so that you know i i I love the minor league teams do such a great job with these like one-off special theme night jerseys and they actually wear them um Uh and so this one was super fun i was really excited when you sent me the link to those pictures of of the gulls jerseys because (laughs) it was definitely the best thing about that game um particularly given how poorly the the rain did (laughs)
0: See I covered cover the goals on the Lockdown Podcast Network. So so I was pretty happy with how that turned out. But it was such a fun night last night at Pachanga Arena. They had a whole, I guess, tailgate party beforehand. They had they had the jersey out there so fans could get up close and see what the jersey looked like. And my god, they were great. The crest on front, you know, neon pink, neon blue with a little gradient on the goals mark. But that Rubik's Cube shoulder patch, a lot of people loved it. Now, here's how much people loved the, should, the shoulder patch for that. They were kind of like just taking pictures of the patch itself. And the goals got into it so much that they invited a speed cuber to the game to be on the Jumbotron. And I didn't know this until afterwards. So, you know, on the Jumbotron, how they'll show, they'll pan across the crowd and they'll get the crowd reaction and all that stuff. You know, the the usual stuff. And it was hard last night because it was a near sold-out crowd. It was packed at pachanga last night. They had about 10,000 last night. That's amazing. In my, yeah, my, okay, think about this. Minor league hockey, 10,000 fans. That's ridiculous. I mean, kudos to the goals for promoting the hell out of this. They had, you know, the outfits for the cheerleaders. Gulliver, he was dressed up in that outfit. They had a DeLorean in the parking lot. That yes. fans get pictures with. Yes, they had a DeLorean. <laughs> I kid you not. The Gulls are so good. It hurts to say this, but, like, that's so good. <laughs> it is. They did a perfect job promoting this and putting everything together. Um, you know, oh, and the fans. I have to give a lot of credit to the Gulls fans because about half the crowd was dressed up in 80s gear. I saw a bunch of old T-shirts Um, There was a a lot of old MTV shirts out, a lot of old band shirts. A lot of Rush was played last night, which I will always (laughs) appreciate. Um, There was not one song played last night that was not from the 80s, except for one, which is the Goals, you know, Goal song. That was the only song that played last night that was not from the 80s, but everything else was pretty much done perfectly. And, you know, the jerseys themselves went for a lot of money. You know, they always auctioned them off. And they they went for a ton last night. The fans were all into it. And you could have bought the jerseys. I mean, they had a few authentic ones out there for a lot of money. But there was other 80s gear that they had sold out. So it was just a fun night altogether. More teams should do this. And I do have to share this one brief thing. Uh, Sam Carrick had a really great quote after the game were you know, he talked about the fact that he wasn't even born in the 80s. <laughs> when,
1: <laughs> I was definitely just thinking that, like, how many guys on either of these teams were even alive?
0: <laughs> uh, the answer would be none.
1: <laughs>
0: Maybe Marty Firk. And that's about it. No, Marty Firk, was he born in the 80s or the 90s? 90s. I think he was born I, in the 90s.
1: Yeah, Brett Sutter. Brett Sutter was 87. He so might Brett a- Sutter
0: is the only player <laughs> on both sides that was born in the 80s. But Sam oh, Carrick wow. just kind of laughed about it last night, saying, yeah, I wasn't born in the 80s, but I, I always loved the music and I love the fans dressing up and all that stuff. And these look pretty slick. <laughs> yeah, still one of the best promotions they've ever done. The DeLorean, the Rubik's Cube, that whole thing was just amazing. It was spectacular. I loved every minute of it, but that's me. Before we head into the first intermission, I want to remind you that you can hear this podcast wherever podcasts listen to. And don't forget that if you're looking for advertising, Locked On Podcasts is taking 50% off of the normal advertising fees. Not only that, but proceeds toward or from the advertising will 100% go towards COVID-19 relief efforts. So be sure to check that out on LockedOnPodcasts.com. Forward slash advertising, and if you're looking for some great offers, check out LockedOnPodcast.com forward slash offers. DoorDash is uh, on there, I believe, as one of the uh, promos that we have. Just put in the promo code Locked On and get a hundred bucks off for the first seven days. There's all kinds of great, great offers during this time, so be sure to check that out on Locked On Podcasts. Com. And we'll be back after the first intermission to look at some more goals memories from this past season. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks on the Locked On Podcast Network. And we're looking back at some great moments from the goals and the AHL in general this season since we got to talk about some great moments. And by far, one of my favorite moments this season, not just in the NHL, but the AHL as well, just all of hockey in general, was having the privilege of covering this year's American Hockey League All-Star Game, which took place right here in Southern California. It actually took place not far from where I live in Ontario, California at the Toyota Center. Yeah, I will say it was such a privilege to see all the events take place, to see Martin Furk pretty much shoot a bullet nearly through the net on the skills competition, seeing the goals players do pretty well at Toyota Arena and getting some cheers from the crowd. So I'm going to play another clip from earlier this season. This one also features Sarah Avampado from Locked On Kings. And we talked about the All-Star Game and also talked about Marty Furk and his... mile per hour shot on the fastest shot so i will share this clip with you that took place three months ago now so enjoy this clip as we talk about the ahl all-star game Uh, let's talk about let's talk about i don't know the all-star game i guess yeah
1: anthony stollers
0: oh my gosh
1: i mean he he, for me he kind of stole the show um in terms of Performances in net, uh, particularly because he tried, uh, which overall I feel like the the caliber of try in the AHL All Star (laughs) game was a little higher, I think, than we saw in the NHL All Star game.
0: Um. (laughs) Can can we briefly touch on the fact that the NHL All Star game and the skills competition (laughs) exist? All the goals fans rooted for their guys. You know, Weidman was popular, Anthony Stolars is very quickly becoming such a fan favorite in San Diego. And it's just amazing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's, he's, I'm familiar with him from his time uh, on the East coast and uh, knowing a lot of people who followed him on the, on the phantoms and in Philadelphia system. And uh, he endured a lot of booze over the yeah. weekend from rain fans who rightfully were like, you play for our rival. Uh, yeah, got, so, you know, like the sudden <laughs> skills
0: competition, he got the loudest. Boost. Oh, yeah, and he he so... just
1: he soaked it up. He he looked like he was enjoying it, and then he kind of raised
0: his hands a little bit. Yeah, he was like, like "Give me
1: more, give me more." On, but yeah, I think by the end of the weekend, uh, especially with his play. In net, I think he really uh, won over some rain fans. I don't think they'll ever root for him again.
0: We've been talking for a long time (laughs) and didn't talk about the big thing on Sunday. You you see how I'm doing this, folks, is I'm kind of milking the moment. Just waiting to see when you're going to come to such a freaking amazing shot. Ah! Ah! So... (laughs) The Hardest Shot competition. The previous record was set by Colin Miller of the Manchester Monarchs, Mm -hmm. now Ontario Reign. He had the record, had, of 105.5 miles an hour. I think I'm comfortable saying this on air. Me and a couple people had a little side bet going, and I lost a dollar on this. (laughs) I said his first shot would go 102, uh, my buddy, who was not on ice level, he said it would be 104. Ooh. So I took him up on that then, <laughs> thinking he's not going to go 104 at first. Well, yeah. Martin Ferk's first shot was 104.0 miles an hour. I kind of point down towards the box. <laughs> he looks up. He kind of gives a little wave because he wasn't on camera at the time, but he was like, yeah, yeah I was right. Got it. So once Firk beat it, He knew he had won. Yeah. Right? So, as I heard in an interview, he just, you know, closed his eyes and Mm -hmm. let it rip. And what happened next was beyond everybody's expectations. And 109.2 miles an hour, it sounded loud even from our vantage point up there. Yes. How was the feeling up in your area?
1: It was... So, his first shot, you know, I think that everyone knew... Especially like of the people who cover the rain and cover the kings, that Martin Furk was probably going to win this event. I don't think any of us thought that he was going to somehow, you know, mess it up.
0: Um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote <laughs> I got a tweet Sunday night, and I will let Sarah see this right now. But on Saturday's show, live from Toyota Arena, <laughs> I talked about that, that Marty Furk was probably going to win it. And then I'm going to, yep, here it is. One of our yep. colleagues, yep. Harrison Lee.
1: Re- yep. Read that. He says, Stimpy JD called it correctly. <laughs> so there's your acknowledgement right there.
0: <laughs> so Harrison Lee from Locked on Jets, there's your shout out right there. Yeah, I I called it on Saturday. I said, watch yeah. him win this and watch him yeah. possibly break our record. Yeah,
1: And so like we, we yeah, did, did we think it was going to break the record? No. But, you know, that's such a hard record to break. There's a reason it's a record. Yeah. Um, but... Legitimately, like whenever he hit his second shot, like there was kind of a moment of silence up in the press box, and then when they flashed the numbers on, on the screen on Jumbotron, because we the press box was facing away from the actual electronic thing on the ice that shows, yeah. So, him, your, so,
0: your press box is more towards the right side of the yes. rink. I had the center ice yeah. area, so yeah. How, so, we <laughs> how was the atmosphere where you were at?
1: I mean, it was like. You know, there's no cheering in the press box, blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. blah. Um, there were more than a few, like, wholly expletive <laughs> kind of uh, <laughs> statements from uh, several of us up there uh, whenever they showed the, the, final, um, the final speed. But just kind of a stunned silence and then just an explosion of, like, oh, my God, Martin Firk just murdered a puck. <laughs> <laughs> Like,
0: that is the most accurate way to
1: put it. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I tweeted on one of my accounts, like, Martin Firk, that puck had a family. like. <laughs> um, but yeah, we did not necessarily expect a new not only AHL record, but if you compared it to the NHL, he also would have beat Zdeno Chara's uh, 108 108. Point 8. something. Uh, so unofficially <clears throat> an NHL record as well.
0: Once again, thanks to Sarah for that. Something that we didn't go much more in-depth into. Anthony Stolarz stood on his head at Target Arena. And yes, it's a rival arena. And during the player introductions, fans were booing Stolarz and Weidman. But as the game went on, Weidman was playing very hard during this All-Star game. And he was getting points there. But Stolarz stole the show during one of those games. I think the second game is where he got seven or eight saves in a row. He had a two-pad stack save that actually elicited some cheers from the Ontario crowd. If you can believe that, yes, let me repeat that. Anthony Stolarz got cheers in Ontario, California at Toyota Arena during the All-Star Game. But that's how wonderful that moment was from earlier this season. By far my favorite moment from the goals of this season took place in February, and there can only be one moment that I loved more than the All-Star game or 80s night, and this one was kind of unexpected. This was when Kiefer Sherwood got a hat trick, a very unnatural hat trick. Uh, What do I mean by that? Well, he didn't score an even-strength goal during this game. Throughout the game, Kiefer Sherwood got goals via a penalty shot, and then a shorthanded goal, and then another shorthanded goal to get the hat trick. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to play some clips from that day. I'm actually going to play the whole thing out. And this took place a couple months ago. And yes, there actually is an interview on this one as well. I'm joined on this one by Kiefer Sherwood himself. So enjoy that bit of clippage as I play that for you right now. Well, we've got some post-game audio for you. First, here is some audio from the man who just came back from injury, Andrew Podorowski. Uh, here's what he had to say after the game. It's unbelievable. I mean, seeing him out there with his energy, and uh, it's definitely one of the funnier hat tricks I've seen. A penalty shot in two shorties, so uh, those shots were unreal. That's that's high caliber uh, scoring right there. So uh, for him to
1: do that gets us going and gets us all pumped up. So that's that's really cool.
0: Great audio there. Uh, after that got a chance to talk with the star of the game the number one star Kiefer Sherwood himself talking about the hat trick also asks about that last second goal that he had at the end of the first period that buzzer beating shorthanded goal his second of the game uh talk me through that second goal that you had the time was running out on that one you had only three seconds left on that shorty yeah um Sam made a great play to,
1: to intercept that puck and made a great pass and um you know I, I just try to Have a quick release, you know, try to catch a goalie off guard a little bit.
0: And just for good measure, I had to ask him one silly question about what he did with those hats. Keep them with the hats. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know where they're at. It it was good. It was good to have him laughing there at the end. Uh, Great, great interview right there. Thanks once again to Kiefer Sherwood for that. Yeah, I had a little bit of fun towards the end there because I know people were still in disbelief that we even saw that kind of hat trick. I mean, again, how often do you see hat tricks with no even strength goals? How often do you see hat tricks with only two shorties? That doesn't happen very often, does it? No, sir. And with that, I think it's a good place to wrap up today's little look back on the season that was. Tomorrow is going to be another clip show, and we are going to look back at some more moments. Not necessarily hockey related, well, hockey related, but not hockey on the ice related. So, tomorrow's going to be another clip show, which is going to segue into shows happening next week on Locked on Anaheim Ducks. And I want to remind you that you can hear this show via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. And be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe if you haven't already. This week, we have three shows. Next week, we'll have three shows. We're going to try to have three shows per week for the duration of this self-quarantining. Let's stay away from people. Let's not get each other sick. Let's stay safe at home, not spread the coronavirus or the COVID-19 virus. Let's just stay safe. We're all in this together once again. We want hockey back, so let's just stay with it. And if you want to talk hockey... I would appreciate it. Email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks or at StimpyJD. Once again, thank you all for listening. I very much appreciate it. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, or in this case, Locked On Goals, this is Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day, practice social distancing, and stay safe, San Diego.